This is TV Podcast Industries, and we're talking about The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 9, The Crossing. This ship's not important right now. We need to get out of here first. Quite correct. Besides, it is most unlikely that the Marauder will be recovered. What? Don't say that! We have to get it back! We can always acquire another ship. It is merely a mode of transportation. The Marauder's our home! We already lost Echo! We can't lose that too. Omega, we didn't lose Echo. He's just on a different mission. But he's not here. He's he's not with us. We're supposed to be a squad. This squad existed before Echo was a part of it, and it will exist after. What is your issue? Welcome back, fellow Batches, to TV Podcast Industries. This is the Bad Batch Podcast, and we're looking at The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 9, The Crossing. I am one of your hosts, John. I'm one of your other hosts, Derek. And rounding out this trio of people all missing Echo, I am Chris. <laughs> I think everybody's missing Echo here. Yes. Yeah, especially in this episode. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Angst. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's basically I, I have in my head the like every emo song ever made and <laughs> <laughs> just playing as a soundtrack of this. Absolutely. Is is preteen angst a thing? I guess so. I guess it so. is now. Yeah. Or it is in the galaxy far, far away. Uh-huh. Yes. Nirvana eat your heart out. <laughs> you have you have a new audience in the Star Wars universe. Yes, you do. And of course, the perils of leaving your vehicle unattended mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, I think some sort of locking mechanism was in order. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yes. You would hope that very expensive spacecraft had a good security system. Mm. I, I suppose like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like a big boat in the ocean. You're kind of like... Do you not have a key? Is it not like, <laughs> if I just walk up to a yacht right now, mm-hmm. could I just sail it away? Like, is there not like a kind of an immobilizer or something? But I'm kind of like, okay, I get it. Story, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. It's funny. But I was just like, could we not just see someone just kind of go, wait, let me hack through this. Like, get a hacking moment for yes. the thief. No, no, versus- just, just press the button, walk on board, take the ship. Yeah, definitely. I, I think they're just a little overconfident in their abilities. Who the hell would steal from the bad? Well, that's true. That <laughs> to, be, to be fair yeah. to the thief, I don't think uh, they could even see who it was that owned the ship. He just found the ship and yeah. then hopped aboard and took it, right? Definitely. <laughs> anyway, we're getting the major spoilers yes. before giving the spoiler warning. You have to have seen episode nine to know what we're talking Let about. Let right? us get <laughs> in to our spoiler-filled discussion of The Crossing, episode nine of the second series of Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Derek, uh, what are some of the episode details? Well, executive producers on the show, of course, are Dave Filoni and Jennifer Corbett. Uh, this episode was written by Brooke Roberts, uh, her first episode of The Bad Batch, but she was a writer and story editor on The Flash up to the end of season three, contributing to 33 episodes of that show. Still oh, can't man. believe that in three seasons they did 33 episodes. They actually did 66 episodes uh, in, in The Flash because they used to do 22 episodes a season. <laughs> Not crazy. But that was well, the good seasons. Though. Yes, quantity versus quality. The eternal debate, I guess. Well, yes. Well, at least we know it's going towards its last season, <laughs> speeding towards its last season. Um, yeah, speeding is speeding is a thing. It's like yeah. crawling on its, the, the stumps that was its legs as it has run through our memory. <laughs> yeah, well, how many people have got drinking problems now? Oh, I think I think all of the cast have had drinking problems yeah. or substance abuse problems of some sort. Well, meant, not the cast. Apologies, yeah, I meant not the characters. Cast, the characters. Uh, <laughs> no, don't want to start any rumors at all. Uh, but um, Brooke, Brooke Roberts was involved in the first three seasons of the show, and uh, yeah, as I say, it is coming to an end this year. Uh, as we're recording this, uh, we're we're ahead of their uh, of their final trailer for the final season, so that's about to be released okay. uh, at, around Super Bowl time. I don't think they've paid for a Super Bowl spot. I wouldn't have uh, thought for so. that because that's quite expensive. But it will be released around the Super Bowl. Maybe we can do a special one-off podcast episode to celebrate the end of The Flash. <laughs> we haven't watched the show in five years, uh, and it's now over. Uh, that, that's the podcast episode. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> wait, snip that bit out. <laughs> wait, no. Do you know what it is? I can write it now. 
oh, something's happened. Oh, no, Barry, you need to run faster. Mm-hmm. Run faster, Barry. Faster, faster. Yeah. He ran so fast, the problem's gone. It there went back goes. in time. I wonder if he gets a speeding ticket from a, a super-powered sort of... A Green Lantern, cop. the super cop of the yeah, DC exactly. universe. What a way to end the series. Barry's in jail for breaking the spe- breaking the speed limit. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, in the speed force. <laughs> well, maybe he'll run all the way into the Flash movie, which is releasing later this year. Yes, oh, yes. or maybe he'll run all the way into the Bad Batch universe because that's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> Let's get back to the Bad Batch. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, the director for this episode is Nathaniel Villanueva, who uh, we've mentioned many, many times as directors of uh, many episodes of this show and story editor for the show once again, Matt Mignovitz. Uh, John, do you want to give us the synopsis that you have for Star Wars: The Bad Batch, season two, episode nine, The Crossing? Sure. The Bad Batch minus Echo head to a mining planet to gather a valuable but explosive ore called Ipsum from a mine recently purchased by Sid. With Wrecker and Omega on lookout, an unknown thief manages to evade them and steal the Marauder, leaving them stranded on an unpredictably stormy planet. A brewing dust storm outside and a cave-in at the mine's entrance leave the group stranded inside, further worsening their situation as tensions run high in the group. As Omega is finding it difficult accepting the loss of Echo from the Bad Batch that has been further compounded by the loss of their home, the Marauder. As Wrecker and Hunter try to remove the boulders at the entrance of the mine, Tech and Omega look for more Ipsum to clear the larger boulders at the entrance. Despite Tech's unsuccessful attempts to console Omega, she wants to be alone. Wandering the mine, she finds more Ipsum to obtain and is joined by Tech. Reaching for the last vein of the ore, she falls into a cavern and a series of underground streams. Tech jumps in after her and both are swept away to a large cave pool and a new way out of the mine. Wrecker and Hunter make their way to join them and emerging from the mine system they seek sanctuary at an abandoned spaceport where they manage to reach Sid asking for help. But Sid seems preoccupied and non-committal but reluctantly she promises to send help but it'll take a few days. So left stranded, Tech connects with Amiga, saying that while he may not show it, he feels the loss of Echo just as much as her. Yes, the socially awkward, socially illiterate Tech. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. It does feel like talking to a uh, talking at a computer sometimes with tech. Um, um, so yes. I kind of like the idea of, pick, of of putting these two characters together yeah. again, Omega and Tech, for this specific purpose. An episode that's all about dealing with the loss of another member of the Bad Batch. Um, there's a couple of great uh, little nods to it throughout the episodes that they do need a fourth pair of hands. You know, they've been shorthanded yeah. since Crosshair left, and it does feel like, you know, if they just had one more person, uh, maybe someone could have been standing guard a bit closer to the Marauder. Uh, maybe the, that other pair of eyes would have helped them out, you know. So th- th- this episode really is all about dealing with that loss of another member, isn't it? It is a bit, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think as well, it's, you know, it, it's that compounding of the loss of Echo for mm-hmm. Omega, because she's got a little cubby hole in Marauder. So, you know, she feels it's really a home from home, you know, when they're not at SIDS. So, I, think, I think even she thinks of it more of a home than SIDS is. Yeah. yeah. And of yeah. course, she doesn't feel as that because the other members of the Bad Batch are soldiers, um, certainly with Tech being really kind of Distant. objective about things, mm-hmm. then it's... It's it's really she doesn't feel any of them are feeling it in the same way that she is. She yeah. is the emotional center of the bad batch. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk a bit more about that in our blaster point number one. So, I mean, as we were saying, I think it, it's you know you see Omega in effect she she's almost la- lashes out because she just doesn't understand why you know tech is just not seeing it you know as he says we're soldiers we we learn to then move on to the next mission yeah. uh, this happens mm-hmm. to be a mission without echo um you you've got the fact that with the marauder being stolen the cave in mm-hmm. this brewing storm happening outside um on this planet then you know there's other things and they're putting their mind to solving those problems whereas amiga seems to just be kind of sort of um stewing on the fact that they are not as upset as she is with the 
with the loss of Echo going off with Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the Marauder, you know, she was on lookout as well with Rekka at yeah. the start. Yeah. Um, she's called away mm-hmm. because they need her to sort of uh, mine the Ipsum. So yeah. it's miners mining Ipsum. Um, exactly. A bit of child labor going on there, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, we need and- your tiny hands to deal with this really massively dangerous explosive yeah, material. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't think that would pass the uh, employment regs no. uh, in this galaxy, at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all just, you know, she was very close to Hunter in season one. Yeah. That was the that the connection. And so far in season two, she's been spending a lot of time with Echo. Mm. Um whilst they've had to split up and do various things. She's been with Echo, so she's yeah. she's had that time to to really get to know him, and that's why this loss is felt. Absolutely, absolutely. And that is the the entirety of this blaster point at all about Omega's struggle throughout this episode. Chris, what did you think of this of how they how Omega was dealing with the loss of Echo throughout this episode? So, <laughs> I, I, I joked about it off air with you two. I was like, the first time we kind of, it, it is subtly brought up. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. This is like, she, this is a section about, this is her having to accustom, get accustomed to change. Yeah. Who, that, that her family will not always be there, that things will change, things she has to grow up and be the adult. She is a part of this function group mm-hmm. as well. And they're not, Always a family, but maybe they will be someday. But they are originally a unit, a military unit, like army guys. The second time (laughs) it's brought up, I'm like, okay, cool. Definitely get it. She's an angsty teen. She's having to deal with this. Like, she doesn't want to. And then the third time I was like, okay, we get it. Like, we very much, I understand as as a narrative story piece, you are explaining it to us and we have fully understood that... They are, they should be thought of as a family unit, not mm-hmm. as a unit. Sorry, family unit, not a military unit. Mm-hmm. The, they're the batch. Very much get it. It was just very, and I, I don't mean this badly. And it was just, it was narratively heavy handed. Yes. Yeah. In the way it was delivered. Mm-hmm. Almost like a cave in of. Emotion. Of emotion. (laughs) (laughs) It's like her world is crumbling around her. Uh And the only way is to explosively let it all out. Exactly. Working Uh, with the rest of the members of her family, of course. Well, that's Um, it. I mean, I I, I do think there was a weird comment from Tech, though, where he said, uh, we're the Bad Bats. We're a military military unit. We have members. Members will leave. It'll go on long after we're all gone. And I'm going... Really? I thought you were the Bad Batch. I thought you were purposely created clones that have enhancements that could only be the only members of the Bad Batch. Unless he means Omega will keep the name and anybody that adds to her group will be members of the Bad Batch. I I think he just means the military process Mm. in that sense. Because, I mean, I think that's the disconnect, isn't it? It's like... um, Omega's like, you know, we're supposed to be a team. Mm -hmm. Um, The Marauder is our home. That's the hard time that she's finding adjusting yeah. to this new reality. As you say, she's not accepted it yet. And I, I quite, I, you know, I quite like the pairing of putting tech there, yeah. a socially awkward member, you know, as his name suggests, the, the tech guy mm-hmm. who is more interested in circuit boards, data readouts, yeah. uh, doing the analysis and so on. It's Chris. Um, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, well, maybe. Sorry, Sorry Chris. Chris. <laughs> um, I, but hey, I accept it. I'm tech. <laughs> you know, having having them pair up, I think, mm-hmm. is good because it is that contrast between the um, heart on the sleeve, mm-hmm. young young Omega who is dealing with new emotions, fresh emotions, yeah, um, and and trying to adjust with tech. Who you know, bluntly puts it. People will die in a military yeah. unit. Um, people will be reassigned. Yeah. You follow orders. I mean, there is a an echo, dare I say it, of Crosshair's um, yeah. viewpoint that you you are some degree are not consulted about things. So yeah. you just have to get over that hump and move on. And and, and then additionally, the Marauder isn't our home. The Marauder's a ship. We'll just get another ship was kind of the answer she was getting. And you feel like the whole thing could have been resolved a little bit quicker in a way 
Not that you'd want this because you need an episode out of it, but it would be resolved much better if she'd talked to Hunter about it because Hunter understands her. Hunter has a great relationship with her. Or if she talked to Wrecker because the two of them have similar uh, ideals. Um, so she could have childlike wonder. Yeah, basically. Exactly. But she could have she could have talked it through at Wrecker and probably got a bit more yeah. solace. But because she's stuck in this situation with Tech, having to talk to him, and he's giving absolutely no solace to this young uh, young person going through loss really for the first time. But I she do... didn't know Crosshair when when the, he was lost for the patch, but she really knew Echo well. Yeah. So. I mean, I do like the fact that she does have a child sort of huff and puff and mm-hmm. it's like i want to be alone and, yeah. and that's it you know yeah and um, so but it, she also tries to prove her value yes. um to the batch by being the one to uh get the sipsium that they need yeah yeah the, w- one one thing i am wondering uh, it, it, so we've lost crosshair mm-hmm. we've lost echo and they're talking about they like they they, they did very much say yes. They are at the end. There was a family agreement, etc. But I think potentially they are. You alluded to it. Maybe Omega will continue the batch name because mm. I've always thought, oh, there's going to be an episode where Crosshair comes back and Echo comes back, and they're everything's hunky dory to a degree, and it's all right. lovey dovey. Mm. I've always, I kind of said, and I even said it about Echo coming back. Like, yeah. they they're just kind of letting him go for a bit for a story. I'm wondering, maybe if they're not, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they're building it to season three will be maybe one or two of the original batch, but you're going to have Omega and then someone else. Yeah, maybe. And potentially it's that kind of trying to get the audience used to that there will be change in the like the batch. Mm. Like the bad batch will be... May will be the core. Some of these core members, but potentially there will be other people starting coming in that will build Maybe. out. Like what they yeah. like rebels. The 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 cast of rebels grew mm. to a degree. Yeah. Um, like, and that's kind of what I think they may they may be doing. But again, it just it hit me when they kind of when you said it there, which is like the batch name, and I'm like, oh, so yeah, that mm. could be what they're doing. That that might be the final point you might guess. Um, you know, an, a much older Omega showing up in a later TV show and live action potentially in uh, yeah. one of the future shows. Uh, and she's got the Bad Batch name. But I do think the show is going to continue to follow these characters. It's a really different show, isn't it? When you've got one actor, D. Bradley Baker, playing the roles of all of the Batch. Yeah. You don't have to, like, say they've moved on to another project, so they're leaving the series. Yeah. Uh, what's likely going to happen, I think, is we will follow Echo and Rex's adventure uh, as a separate episode of the Bad Batch in the future. Oh, or we'll follow yeah. Crosshair and his adventure um, over on the other side, uh, what's going to happen to him now that Rampart's gone, for example, will be another story that they that they'll probably tell. Um, yeah, in a, in a future episode, but uh, but yeah, this episode did seriously focus on Omega struggle uh, in here. Yeah. But will we move on to Blaster Point number two. Yeah. Yes. It is um, a cave-in at the mine, but it's mm-hmm. not Sid's mine. So they yeah. do actually get the Ipsum out of Sid's mine. There's mm-hmm. only kind of Very small amount. a s- small amount. She's yeah. been duped a little here. Yeah. Uh, but in trying to get to the spaceport, having seen the Marauder uh, stolen, mm-hmm. they run into this huge dust storm. There is a stampede of unidentifiable creatures um, I guess this planet's equivalent of deer, yeah. um, uh, which means they to escape that they they get into another mine, yeah. uh, the entrance of another mine. But the Ipsum, highly explosive, highly unstable, mm-hmm. it is sort of ripped off Tex back, and so they, you have this cave in where they're trapped again, and mm-hmm. these tensions start to run high. And um, but ultimately, this is where Omega is wanting to be alone mm-hmm. but finds this huge new rich seam of ipsium yeah yeah and again tries to prove her worth to the batch to yeah. kind of replace the loss that they have of of uh of echo here um i just want to call out one quick thing here and i'd love if the uh if the writers of the show would do this for us can you just give us the name of the planet please um i spent so much time on this podcast uh in preparation for the show searching terms like 
Ipsium and searching for deer-like creatures in Star Wars to try and find out the name of these planets. Uh, I just want to know the name of the planets. Um, but I feel like there's lots and lots of Star Wars fans who may know this planet, may know uh, where this is. It may be in Wikipedia somewhere, but I could not find it. I wish they'd just put in a little drop line to say, Sid bought a mine on planet X. <laughs> or do you remember they used to do the fade to the, as they land yeah. and they would have the name yeah. like in Urbesh and then yeah, kind something of, like, like that. Translated into English, like yeah. slowly. Yeah, yeah, that's all I want. I just yeah. want a little bit. Sorry, but that's, uh, that's true. We don't actually know the name of this planet, yeah. um, but I think uh, what we have here with this cave in is just proving her worth, but falls at the last sort mm-hmm. of uh, vein that she's trying to um, inject tap. and tap yeah. into. Um, but I like the fact that given the awkwardness of Tech and Omega together, because they're kind of so different, they're at opposite ends of that emotional spectrum. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that, you know, without hesitation, really, Tech jumps in after her as she's taken away this, mm-hmm. in this torrent, um, of underground streams in this river, uh, to uh, a huge kind of cave pool with huge ipsum deposits um but this is their way out effectively so i mean luckily for them they are you know follow the river if you're ever lost it always heads towards the sea and so here you know that that makes sense that they would come to a point where it emerges from its uh underground course brings the geography john Uh, exactly sorry dr john do like a bit of groundwater action Mm -hmm. um for sure, yeah. I did. I I love that there is a homage here to the Lion King, though, like the Stampede, and it's just like Simba and Omega and all that, and just oh, because they're Disney, I was like, yeah. there you go, very good. That's I true. Didn't even think about uh, that. No, I didn't even very think good. of that. Yeah. Is this an homage, though, Chris? That is the question we have to ask here. That well, that's a question we always have to ask. Is anything an homage? Yeah. But who knows? To someone, somewhere, somehow, it is. Uh, to me, it is. To you, to you Chris. Guys. That's oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Hunter and Wrecker join them with the Ipsum. They they kind of they manage to get the radio working. Yeah, um, how did Wrecker get through the hole that was there? Wrecker's very very big in comparison to the rest of them. And that hole was made by Omega, and she kind of struggled physics. through it. <laughs> but I do like that you get the groan from Wrecker when he's told that he has to jump for another again from a yeah, great yeah. height. But I think the groan is also how am I going to fit through this hole? I like that little touch with uh, Wrecker that he's always kind of got that groan going on mm. when there's heights involved, which there invariably is. Yeah, yeah. And um, I almost feel he should be a bad flyer <laughs> or, or astronaut uh, effectively in space that that in itself you know because if he's sucked out of an airlock mm. or whatever then yeah he's not going to enjoy that no no definitely not <laughs> but and, and uh, yeah you're right that is uh significantly higher heights than uh than we're talking about in the episodes themselves <laughs> yeah yes. good stuff but yes the, the cave in in the mine is what propels them i guess to uh to get out of there that's what allows omega to show her worth to the team and and they find their way out because of this but there's just one of the weird thing about this episode as well just sort of what i call out so sid bought a mine in this planet with its sight unseen the mine that was there didn't have any any of uh, ipsium in it to mine or not very much anyway they got what they could that exploded they walked into somebody else's mine mined it for a massive amount of ipsium so why did sid buy a claim when you can just walk into somebody else's mine and steal all the ipsium you want to be honest i'm surprised <laughs> sid is still in business and um, that she's got any kind of assets at all mm-hmm. um if this is how she does her business yeah me but too. It, but it, that's the thing i you know yeah the sid thing is just that vehicle to drive them to the next planet yes. here in this case yeah. so that's yes. that's that's the point of it i think you know with this cave in omega and tech though finally you know get to have this uh heart to heart as they wait for hunter and wrecker to join them um you know and you you at least get the the verbalization of Amiga saying you know we're family so why don't you act like it um and I, you know I like Tech's response here you know mm-hmm. I just I process moments and thoughts differently and it doesn't mean that I care any less about them yeah. so you know I really like that because I think you know 
Omega can can take that in and accept that. And I think you know, with the next episode, you feel as though you know tech could be being um set up for being the new echo with Maybe. Omega yeah. a bit. You know, having yeah, that that, that moment sense. with with tech. So you know, she's she develops with this you know that her three fathers effectively she's yeah. getting different skill sets different things from them absolutely i think we should move to our final blaster point blaster point number three um which is there's no help from sid really once they get to the abandoned spaceport yeah um they manage to rig up uh, a tower so that they can communicate mm-hmm. to her but she's kind of fairly reluctant to to help them out, and uh, you say reluctant. She's planet says no. You well, get yourself true. out of this situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've sent you on this mission to this unknown planet to uh, to get my uh, Ipsium, and now you got to work your way back. Um, but, now that your ship's been stolen, until pushed by Tech, where he goes, uh, "Do you not remember we saved your life uh, a couple of a couple of weeks yeah. ago?" Basically, uh, do you not remember all those times that we've saved your life and done uh, the things for you outside of regular missions? Um, and then reluctantly, she says, "Well, I guess I could be there in a few days." And they're yeah. going, "We have no rations. We have no water. It's a desert planet that's being uh, that's got these storms that are going on. We could be killed any second. And she kind of hangs up on them. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, well, the reference that Tech is making is to the death racing, yeah, um, episode, riot racing. Yes, uh, sorry, riot racing, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where we do hear from her former." partner Mm -hmm. that she can't be trusted and and so this whole moment was where it felt like because of the reference from tech this was just showing you know something's not quite right there with why sid is effectively flat out saying no i'm not going to help you exactly for me it was yeah it's it was we called it what uh, on that episode, mm-hmm. we called it on the one where the the guys go with go when the batch go with Fee to the planet, and then we were like, okay, this is setting Fee up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously at the end of yeah. the the riot racing, yeah, it, like they're making it set out to be a bad character, and I don't know whether it's going to be a kind of a flip. Maybe, of some kind yeah. in the end, yeah. which is like she actually wasn't bad. She was trying to protect them or something. Blah, blah, She's blah, blah, certainly blah. unreliable yeah. and yes. borderline selfish to a yes. fault. Yeah, and I think it also underlines the the through line in this episode here from Amiga. That is, we've lost a member of the, of the family and we've also lost our home, which is the Marauder, not the planet that we continually go back to or Mantel. That's not our home just because yeah. we're there. We work there. We get jobs there. We have food there. That's not a home. Our home is the Marauder traveling across space doing these missions. Yeah. Yeah. So it, under, it underlines where that. where the heart is. It's yes. certainly not where Sid is who doesn't care at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I must say I felt the episode then just kind of abruptly ended. Yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but there we go. I, I thought this was a two-parter. Yeah. Like basically yeah. it feels it has that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but the way that Disney Plus has set these two parters up is they they launch on the same day. Yeah. So like I was kind of like, Alright. We'll see like it's kinda of like tune in next week yeah. to see how the patch get out of this sticky yeah. situation. And that and that like, is basically we we did say before that that is how the Clone Wars uh, episodes used to go. It wasn't that this was part one, two and three of the three story arc it's that it would just end credits would roll and the next week would pick up immediately afterwards but you're right this feels much more like those episodes in the past uh the big two-parter um released on the same day is something like the episodes we saw last week where it's a big moment in the uh in the creation of the empire from the galactic republic you know that's a that's a big two-parter the big two-parter we're going to get at the end of the season i'm sure will tell a similar story to that but because this is much more of a character episode I'm sure you can watch both episodes back to back, but I don't think it would be one that would um, entice people to watch a double episode, a big special event episode uh, on uh, on the yeah. Bad Batch. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And may- look, maybe the Batch are stuck here for like the next six episodes. Yeah, maybe that's it's not what it looking is. good, is it? Like you also have Omega, of course, reaching out to Echo to try and get him to help, and they go, "Oh, well, he switched off his communications. Maybe he's on some kind of secret mission." And, you- and I couldn't help think. I wish I was watching that secret mission. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
Sorry, exactly. guys. I wait, mean, I, wait I, for I, it. You're going to get a diddly, 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 <laughs> and it's like all wavy for the next episode, and then we're off. I, with Echo. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the main thing is, af- like for me at least, after episode seven and eight, mm-hmm. this just felt far too detached from what yes. had just happened previously. Like, it's not to say that they didn't need to go to this planet or that Sid didn't need to have a mind, but it's literally no felt like no connection here mm-hmm. other than the connection with the loss of echo at well, the yeah. end of that yeah but not that wider story and even if there was just some little thing doesn't have to be continuing eight but i i just felt in season one even though you had these types of episodes there was more connections peppered in like because of the rise of the empire, whether mm-hmm. it was the new credits that were being yep. used or mm-hmm. whether it was just seeing, you know, the holograms with the public service announcement mm-hmm. and linked to the link to the, the new galactic empire. Right. Here it just, I, I'm feeling just that they're too detached. Um, I felt the, there was more through threads across the whole of season one and maybe. That's my age, and I can't remember whether that's actually yeah. true. But I definitely felt that. No, more. we did. We did have quite a lot of missions of the week, and I and I do wonder. I definitely think next week's episode is going to take uh, take off directly from this one. Um, just to call it eight, episode ten is called the retrieval. So I presume that you're going to get retrieved or be retrieved next episode. Yeah. Um, but perhaps we're going to find out more about this planet and what the connection is to the Empire as well. You know, the the uh, you you take it that this abandoned spaceport that's there is abandoned potentially because of the storms that are going on, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's something else um, that they'll learn uh, in next week's episode. But you're right. This did feel um, like the sole purpose of the episode was just about the loss of Echo and they needed to have a surrounding to do it. So it was so they could all talk about the loss of Echo. And that's the only connection we're going to get to the overarching season is the loss of Echo rather than this massive moment in the Senate that yeah. happened last episode. Yeah. yeah. Excellent stuff. Um, with that, any final notes mm. for this episode? Just one that I had because I, I really liked the moment and I, I was I, I was questioning it. Um, when Tech and Amiga go missing, there's an interesting moment with Hunter that he realises really quickly that they're gone. I wonder if that is heightened senses that have um, yeah, made yeah. him realise. Yeah. It, it, it seems like he perks up like, like a dog hearing the postman come to the door where he's going... <gasps> Hang on a second, Tech and Amiga have been gone for way too long. You know, it, was, it really felt <laughs> yeah. like that, so I wonder if that's like the, like, like a dog in. being left at home in during the day with no one there. All of a sudden, yeah. like they're not coming back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that could be. That could now be. I must tear up the cushions on the sofa. <laughs> we don't have a dog for that reason, John. We're not getting a dog. <laughs> we can have we can have our lovely podcast who does not tear up our cushions. Okay. He just tears up the skin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just uses his retractable claws. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, true, true. Uh, anything else for the episode, guys? Well, it's just the thief, you know, the unknown thief. Yes, we don't actually get a glimpse of um, the the thief's face, but there, there was an element that I just wondered with the... I don't know whether it was attached to the helmet or whether it was the thief's hair coming through. It yeah. looked a little bit like um, the early... Ezra Bridger yes. hairstyle yes, and yeah. from Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, yes, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Which would be kind of interesting if it was Ezra Bridger. Yeah, it would be really interesting if that was the first introduction to Ezra Bridger because I think that show takes place about five years or so after The Bad Batch, so he'd need, he would be very, very young. <laughs> so it'd be like straight yeah. out of the cradle robbing the Marauder and off he goes. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it, did like it. it yeah. did look like it. It did look like the character model. It's to hold on yeah. to. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I'm sure if they are retrieving the Marauder in the next episode, then we will also uh, get to put a face to the thief. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be revealed uh, next episode. One thing we didn't mention was that um, Tech actually does provide a good bit of solace to Omega. Because the episode ends with her repeating that they'll solve this problem like they always do, right? So she actually did get some solace from his very uh, computer-like feelings so uh, she repeated exactly the phrase that yeah, she said to her don't true. worry i know the situation seems dire it seems bad but we'll resolve it like we always do by putting our heads together effectively so uh just didn't mention it in our in our uh, our second point there so I no, call it out there. valid 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 point mm-hmm. right that is it 
I think, for our episode discussion. Yeah. Um, final thoughts on episode nine, The Crossing. Chris? A bit too emo for me. And unfortunately, <laughs> I, I would say that this was a, just a an episode of the week kind of activity. Mm. And I get it. We got some stuff peppered in. And I'm not going to lie. So, like, the, the, the ending where Omega does learn... Kind of like that they are the batch they will get through it. Mm-hmm. The, the confrontation of or the potential confrontation we're going to get with Sid in the future. Um, and all these types of things peppered through made it possible. Like it, it's a, it's a, it's a possible episode. It's mm-hmm. not terrible. I'm not like rolling my eyes going, that was the worst 30, 20 something minutes of my <laughs> life. Yeah. It's just, you've had a lot worse 20 minutes in your life. Yes. Exactly. Uh, I was just more like, I, I thought we were getting back into a role, the swing of things with the last two episodes. So it just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a big drop after what we have just been given last yeah. week. So I'm just kind of, okay, maybe we're just shifting gears back down. Uh, they're going to give us like this one more and then we ramp into the final couple and it's just kind of a way to the race as we go. I just feel, and again, it's probably rose-tinted glasses, very much so, but I feel there was less filler episodes last season than we've gotten Mm -hmm. so far this season. But again, I'm looking back in nostalgic kind of view, and it probably is not the case. I think it's very much, I was riding on the high of the narrative kind of jumps and leaps that we were getting last two episodes. Mm -hmm. So the drop just feels a bit steeper now yeah. for this episode yeah definitely back to adventure of the week yeah yeah and that's all again possible good but just possible fine just that's about it yeah and i don't mean to not being mean derek what about yourself um yeah i i agree with you that the this is this is not the greatest episode of the show i think it's important though because we're following the bad bats they are our main characters when we lose a main character like that that the that the team take time to mm. uh to talk about it amongst themselves and get through it so I, I do think it's important to do that i wish they'd been doing it while something else was something that's important was going on um but because the setup for this is going to a mine and mining stuff, it doesn't feel like an important mission that they're on. It feels yeah. like they could have had these conversations aboard the Marauder while they were going off on a different type of mission. Um, but I will say, in these episodes, the one thing I do console myself with while watching it is how absolutely beautiful the animation looks. I think the storm animation was amazing sure. um, throughout, throughout the, the episode as we saw it. I think Ipsium itself looks very cool. I love the I love the style of how they of how they've created that. I think that's really cool. Uh, and the stampede was excellent. Really enjoyed that. Um, love the banter between uh, between the bad batch now. They really it it, it wasn't highlighted in the past. But it felt like the balance between all the characters together was keeping them together. And when you've got one element removed like Echo, it feels like they were attacking each other a lot more. They were very snipey with each other uh, mm-hmm. until that moment really when Tech is saying, we'll get through this if we all work together. So it does feel like you've got that balance created between them again a little bit, uh, even though we've lost Echo. But it, I, I liked how that piece was play was playing into it, but I feel like you could have done it in a different way, uh, in a different episode. Let's see what next week has in store for us, I think. That's yeah. where I am. How about yourself, John? Any final thoughts on the episode? Did I love it? No. Did I like it? Kind of. Um, <laughs> I would give this two and a half Lauren Ipsum fonts out of five. Um, I I mean, I, I, I think... that it, reference. What's that reference? It's a font. Oh, is it? Yeah. Interesting. It's a text font uh, for your computer. <laughs> do you think... Uh, do you think the uh, the writer of the episode wrote in that font is that why uh, possibly uh, that might be why uh, they they called the all uh, as they did but uh, I, I think you know I I can't really add too much what you've said mm-hmm. it's the same kind of thing I think the drop is feels significant here and I think the difference for me is that in the first season because you had them on the run you had cross her leaving them and cross her after them yeah this kind of episode would be peppered with suddenly clones and crosser showing up yeah and they were on the run so there was a an energy within that this seems like they're just settling down into doing nondescript um kind of missions for um for sid that never work out and i think it's really you know they have to be careful about not undermining the bad batch at least that kind of you know, 
they could have done this with Crosshair showing up so towards the last five minutes or yeah. something like that. And, or you some, know, somebody showing up. Or, yeah. or someone. Because as you say, there, so is a, there is that. I think that's, yeah. the, I, I think that's where I have the, the issue now with these of the week things. Because mm. for season one, there was... A more, there was a more dynamic element to it, which was escaping the Empire mm. and keeping two or three steps ahead or, you know, the face-to-face with Crosshair, you know, their former um, member of the Bad yeah, Batch. Yeah. And, and it yeah. gave something sort of much bigger to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this feels slightly pointless um, other than having Amiga's sort of feelings, because you're right, they have to address Echo yeah. having... Being gone, but I think it could the setting could have just been so much better to do that. Yeah, and so I mean, I mean I'm being generous with the two point five. Oh, um, okay. I would say, mm-hmm. but I think they really need to be careful because at the moment, as I said, Sid, you, how is she still in business? I know it's a <laughs> kids' cartoon, um, and B, how were the Bad Batch an elite unit? Um, mm-hmm. because they're failing on everything, and I mean, it, it's it's not to show. It's failure and overcoming it. And yes, they do that here, but it's like, you know, this is maybe the first time they actually sort of got the the Ipsum, I guess. Yeah, but they got it from somebody else's mind. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Sid won't care about that. Yeah, yeah. But if you actually think about it, and really it's because we know there's another seven episodes of the show that we know the Batch get out of this. But where it's left at the end of the episode is they're starving, they have no water, they're stuck on a planet that they don't have a way off, they haven't been able to contact anybody that has given reliable help to them. <laughs> Sid has said no, I'll be there in a few days, and they've told her they're going to starve before then. Yeah, if there had been a moment at the end of the episode where the Empire came in or the Galactic Republic came in to attack them, you'd go, oh, well, they're going to steal one of their ships and get off. They're in a spaceport that has no ships and no way of getting off. So they've actually ended the episode in pretty dire circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, they but- have no Ipsum as well because they had to use what Omega had um, mined. Yeah. To blow their way out of the cave pool. But the fact that it ends with the cartoony moment of your lead character in a way of Amiga going, ah, we'll get through this because we always do. It's like it's taken away all tension that you may have had that this yep. could be the end of the Bad Batch. But we know there's seven more episodes as well because yeah. the tension isn't going to be there. But <laughs> it could have been they all die here and um, Echo is the last member of the Bad Batch out there. <laughs> Crosshair, or the other member of the Bad Batch. Maybe that was the way. Yeah. But they've... It's not like they're going to say they're going to starve to death, but there is actually no hope for the characters here at the end of the episode, other than them saying, we have hope we'll get out of this, right? Can you imagine if the next seven episodes is just a black screen? (laughs) This is the ultimate, like, the ultimate FU from Lucas. Just like, you guys guys aren't liking Star Wars at the moment? Well, black screen, there's your next seven. Or it's a fade to black from them all lined up oh, no. and the helmet falls <laughs> off and a skeleton head rolls out because oh. they've effectively starved to death. Well, let's see what the next episode yes. has in store for us uh, next week when we talk about The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 10. But we do have some feedback from our wonderful fellow Batchers on last week's great double episodes. Good stuff. First up on from Facebook, we have feedback from Victor Von Doom who had this to say, No good deed goes unpunished. When Palpatine appeared at the last Senate session, I knew he was going to get exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. We'll miss Echo. Fine episodes. Agreed. Like, I think that was, they, they had kind of shown their hand by showing Palpatine kind of in some of the earlier trailers and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But I was so, as soon as he came, I was like, ooh, it was still great to see him do it. It mm-hmm. was, it was very much fun to see who we, now it is full. Full Stigale Palpatine, the Emperor from the original trilogy. Mm. It's not the kind of lead up um, that we've seen in the kind of prequels. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was full on. He's Emperor Palpatine. Pretty, like. pretty much. He ha- he hasn't become Emperor yet, though. Of course, he's still he's still leading the Senate here. Uh, yeah. So he hasn't taken on the mantle of Emperor. But great to hear Ian McDermott's voice uh, in there again. That was fantastic. But when you think back on those two episodes, really, it was either Rampart was going to get his way or. Palpatine was going to get his way, it was the same way, right? It was the same plan. So it was the inevitability of it. We all know what happens because we've seen the original trilogy. So, uh, but I absolutely loved how it played out in in those two episodes. Yeah, agreed. 
Next up, we also got some feedback from Dr. Bob Phillips, who had this to say. Rampart is a very bad man, but we did get to see the high-tech version of a cyanide tooth. Mm. The way the Senate and the politics have been done at lower school levels up for explanation is really very impressive. Mm-hmm. Did wonder if it would be Crosshair who took the assassin shots, but anonymous clone terrorist makes more sense. Enjoyed the success of the batch in rescuing the proof. Didn't see the Palpatine switch to get the Stormtroopers running coming. And the split of the batch with Echo out threw me completely. Yeah. Um, Crosshair. We, I think we said that in our kind of review as well. We thought yeah. Crosshair yeah. was going to be the thing. But it's interesting to know that there are there now other kind of skilled, different mm, kind of bat, uh, assassins out there, yeah, kind yeah. of like grown as well, that we know that kind of Rampart put uh, additional funds into. Absolutely. So we have batch level guys out there as well that aren't the bad batch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, Dr. Bob. Uh, yeah. Great to see that you're enjoying the episode as well. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks, uh, Dr. Bob. Uh, Russell Hooper had some thoughts as well. He says, here's a thought. A lot of these episodes focused on what happens to the clones post-war. We've got the senators advocating for them. We see Palpatine basically casting them aside when he announces the Imperial Stormtroopers. Think forward from the episode to when Hera and her crew find wrecks in Rebels. Pause for a second just to say there's going to be some spoilers for Rebels uh, in the next paragraph from Russell. I uh, hope you don't mind. Uh, spoilers <laughs> for the show. I know it finished a few years ago, but I know, Chris, you haven't uh, finished the show. But there are some spoilers exactly. here for the end of Rebels. Is that okay? That's all right from okay. my side. If you don't want spoilers, you can skip ahead uh, about 30 seconds, I'd say. Grant, I was literally just going to read it. I know I you were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Um Think forward from episode to when Hera and her crew find Rex in Rebels. Mm-hmm. She finds Rex, Gregor, and another clone, whose name I can't remember, living on that walker. Yes, she does. Now, I've always assumed they were living like that because they were hiding from the Empire. But what if that's also showing the general fate of the clones as a whole? Mm-hmm. We saw other examples of down-on-their-luck clones in the later seasons of Rebels, too. I really don't think the clones have a good ending as a whole. As much as I'd like to think they'd find an out-of-the-way planet deep in the Outer Rim or in wild space like Zeb's people, I just don't see a happy ending for them. Mm -hmm. Chris, I'm sorry about the spoilers for Rebels. (laughs) Uh, Unfair criticism here. When Amiga is saying goodbye to Echo, I think they should have animated some tears in her eyes. I mean, how old is she? 11? 12? Also, I'd like to see Hunter deal with a mad, sad Omega after she boards the, the ship. After seeing her glare at Rampart, seeing the look she must have given Hunter must have been terrifying. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Maybe that's the reason why she wasn't confiding as such in Hunter as much as she would have in the past. Maybe it's because she kind of blamed him a little bit um, yeah. for not going yeah, along with Echo. That's a good point, Russell. I like that. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, thanks, Russell. Yep, thanks, Russell, for the spoiler. No, it's fine. Thank you for <laughs> answering our questions. And I would like to have seen Hunter deal with, um, I guess, the Mad Sad Omega as well. Mm. I, I mean, in that moment, but even just with this episode as well. I like that they use tech in this, but yeah. I think, you know, there seems to have been a distance with Hunter, or it, maybe it's just not uh, front and center as mm. much, and so it's kind of lost a little. Um, in terms of your theory... Uh, I think that's really plausible. I really, really like it because, yeah, I don't think it ends well given there has just been executive uh, decision-making about announcing the Imperial Stormtroopers. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, certainly Palpatine and the the new Galactic Empire certainly don't want these um, hanging around. I I doubt he's granting the retirement plan either. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, that's what half of the two-parter was about last week, was about getting this this uh, payback for uh, the clones, the money that they deserve for fighting yeah. the battle on behalf yeah. of the Republic. Uh, and in the end, it was, well, they follow orders too much, so let's swipe them aside and get the stormtroopers in here. So it does feel like they're going to be just left to rot and die. Um, and we have seen another example of that in Obi-Wan, I think it was, where um, where we see Tomorrow Morrison return to play a completely different character from Boba Fett. He's, he's playing a clone who seems to be down in the look looking for uh, looking for money, uh, effectively. So, um, so yeah, so, we, so it is entirely possible that this is the Empire just discards all of the clones that had yeah. been so loyal to the Empire in the past. 
which is probably what we'll see as the rest of this season goes on. Uh, also, yeah. uh, Russell and Alan Morday had some thoughts about the final fate of former Captain Rex connected to Return of the Jedi, as I mentioned um, on, the, on the last episode to you guys, that there is this theory out there that uh, a grey-bearded guy on Endor uh, is Captain Rex, as Russell says. Not 100% sure it's canon, but they did allude to it in Rebels, um, that he looks very similar to this character from uh, from Return of the Jedi. Uh, Alan Morday adds, uh, the old bearded guy in Jedi um, has now been turned into Rex. It was confirmed at the end of Rebels. Um, my understanding is the nod from Dave Filoni that you can make up your own mind. Is it Rex or not? Is it another clone? Because he yeah. absolutely has the same cut of his beard, has the same grey hair as the character that's in uh, in the scenes on Endor as a member of the the, uh, the Rebel Alliance in, uh, in uh, Return of the Jedi. But it obviously wasn't intended to be that way. It was filmed in 1984, way before the clone idea came up. And so it definitely wasn't planned that way. But I think it's a great nod from Dave Floody that that could be Captain Rex. Um, yeah. I think the exact wording during the celebrations from Filoni was, I'd like to think it is. And mm-hmm. we set it as a way. Like, there you the, go. The, 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 there was no definitive articles used in those sentences. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> it would be cool if it was, wouldn't it? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah definitely great stuff thanks everybody for your feedback if you want to send in any feedback to us for the podcast you can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or you can pop on over to our facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries there's a spoiler post up there for each episode of the bad batch that we cover as well yes and if you liked what you heard you can head on over to patreon.com slash tvpodcastindustries where you can support us for any galactic amount on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. If you also would like to, you can write a review on Apple Podcasts and share the love by sharing the podcast. You can also support us on buymeacoffee.com slash TVPI to help keep our illustrious editor in caffeine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots and lots going on at the moment with the, with the Bad Batch and Star Trek Picard starting off next week as well. And of course, uh, The Last of Us, our three big shows uh, all coming out in a week. And if you forgot, uh, there is also Ant Man of the Wasp Quantum Mania coming out on the seventeenth oh, of February. I did so forget. Uh, I really did actually forget stuff. that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do need a lot of coffee at the moment. <laughs> yes, please support us with as much coffee as you can purchase. We would much appreciate yes, it. And bandwidth and editing time and uh, everything. Uh, yeah, I think I probably need a week off work, uh, to be honest. I think we just need to clone. So if you are in the cloning field, we would very much appreciate if you could trial an error on us first. Yeah. Where are the Kaminoans when you need them? Huh? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we will be back, fellow Batches, next week with our chat about Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2 Episode 10 Retrieval on February 22nd Mm -hmm. as Derek alluded to we're also covering The Last of Us each week at the moment and we will be getting Star Trek Picard as well so plenty uh, for you to delve into uh, on TV podcast industries yeah absolutely speak to you next time thanks so much for joining us Yep, thank you so much. Speak to you again soon. Bye. Yep, thanks, Batches. Remember, keep watching, keep listening, and keep being naughty. Bye. Bye.